You're listening to The Wilder Podcast. Episode 17 with Libby Crow. Hey guys, it's Carson. Or should I say girls? Hey gals. Hey girls. It's Carson. Um, today's episode, Libby Crow. Let's get after this. Um, with Libby, I had messaged her and was like, hi, we know all of the same people. Um, I've interviewed all of your friends on my podcast and I want to be friends with you. Basically, that's kind of just how I um, hit on her. Um, anyway, and she gave me her number, I I believe, or I gave her mine. She gave me hers. And when I texted her, she sent me a voice memo. And if you've never had somebody send you a voice memo after a first text, it's literally like love it first voice memo. So I knew this was already going to be the beginning of an amazing little friendship of ours. And um, we spoke a lot about me moving to California, which is not really a feasible thing right now. I don't mean to put that out in the universe because whatever, I don't know anything. It's great. It's fine. Um, I've learned a lot about California since I had the conversation with her and it is way more expensive than it is to live here. Um, and when I say here, I mean where I live, not in downtown Nashville, because in downtown Nashville, I mean, it's just as expensive. So that's not super different. Um, culturally, I feel like I crave not being in the south anymore um just because of the recent turn of events in america and i know you might be like that's why we need you that's why we need you in the south i get that yeah but i also have to think about myself and um sometimes it's a little it's a it's a little rocky but i do have a lot of friends here and i have an awesome yoga studio here and that's honestly like when i think of here i think of yoga and I think of Brooke and I think of the studio and I'm like eh, I love this way too much to ever consider leaving but um doesn't it's not gonna stop me from visiting I'm gonna have to visit I'm so ready to visit um I also have a trip planned to go to Florida soon to visit one of my best friends who I actually I haven't even talked about this yet I lost touch with we lost touch with each other for five years and uh it's just like we dealt with a lot growing up it's just we had a falling out i guess but we were both in a really hard place and she would totally understand if she heard this she's just that incredible of a friend and um it's really funny because we grew up together like sisters and i'm not kidding like sisters we spent the night with each other every night every single night and um yeah we just when we were older i got engaged and i did do the whole to be fair, I was a young lass. I was like 19, 18, and I was engaged. And when I, as soon as I started dating Colin, I literally didn't have any contact with my friends. And it was definitely my bad. But everybody does that at least once. And usually your first boyfriend isn't like in your 20s. It's whenever you're a teenager. So you get to do that really early on. And some people never grow out of it. And it's a, it's a flaw. I know, but whatever. Anyway, so we've it's very weird. I was talking about having emo hair at my job and one of my coworkers mentioned her emo hair and talked about her photo bucket. I was like, fuck, I have a photo bucket as well. And so I logged into my photo bucket and it was all these pictures of me and my best friend. And I was just getting really emo about it. (laughs) Haha. Pun intended. Um, 
And so I messaged her on Facebook, just some random photos, like without saying anything, I don't think. And then we just started talking, which was strange because I was like, we're just going to ignore that we haven't talked in five years. (laughs) It was definitely a strange thing. But then within the conversation of sending these photos, I um, just sent her this long apology and she sent me one too. And it was just like one of those things where... (laughs) We both thought the other person was probably never going to talk to us again. And it's really a fucked up feeling not knowing if, you know, not knowing what happened to someone, not knowing if they hate you, thinking somebody is existing and genuinely just like hating you or like you hurt them and having no closure with something like that. It felt like a really, 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 really terrible breakup Um, because it was. I mean, it wasn't romantic, but definitely was a breakup and um now we're we've really rekindled our flame and we talk all the time anyway I kind of got off on that but that's just a little personal achievement and I'm really grateful for her and I'm gonna go see her she lives in Florida very very soon flights to Florida are not expensive and um I just would really like to go see her so I'm going to do that and then I would love to go to California so if you're in California and you know of a place for us to stay or a good recommended area. Libby mentioned I would probably want to be in Santa Monica or Silver Lake. Um, Airbnbs is what I'm looking at. And of course, I've looked at rentals. What are you talking about? I'm like scrolling through Craigslist. I'm like, maybe we could just move there. And it's like, what? I don't even know. To move across country like that, it's like a 26-hour drive. I'm just telling you guys. my This is like my journal entry right now. I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, But yeah, so little bit about Libby wait I'll give you one announcement and then I'll talk about Libby because you're gonna hear so much about her in this interview but basically um the Wilder Wellness group is live and I couldn't be happier I've got a big group of about 25 women and it's so crazy how the universe has brought them all together and because there's so many similarities um I've already seen women connecting with that um we had an amazing group coaching call a couple nights ago and I answered a lot of their questions and we started talking about nourishment and physical, emotional, spiritual nourishment. And um, I posed the question, where are you lacking nourishment? Um, or also, where are you sensing lack in your life? And we're going to work on shifting all of that because in turn, that all shifts the way you perceive your plate and your body. And it's just, it's very deep. Going with food is very, very deep. So if this sounds like something you would be interested in, the early bird special has expired. So we're not doing, I'm not giving the Tonki book away for free, but the early bird prices are still live. So you can join us this week. You'll get all of the content that's already been put out this week. If you join us next week, you'll start with next week's content. You're not going to get this week's recipes and so on and so forth. Um, And I'm aiming to add five women a week. So I would love to have you. I would love to have you. If you're interested, you can email me. Uh, The prices are on the website. You don't have to apply. Um, Women only. But it's been very incredible so far. And what you get with that is you get recipes every single week. So you're going to get two breakfasts, two lunch, two dinner recipes, and two snack recipes. And that might not sound like a lot, but it really ends up being quite a lot of content um, in addition to two Facebook Lives a week. And they're typically 30 minutes to an hour in which um, it's a group coaching session. So you can ask me anything and we can all just have a group discussion about the topic of the week. This week it is nourishment. Nourishment is the actual theme of the Wilder Wellness Group. So we're just breaking it down into terms um, they'll understand 
and what they'll get for the next six months because a lot of them did sign up for the six month program so uh, the prices right now I'm probably going to change them just because the early bird prices are um, special but um, the prices right now are $49 for one month $59 for three months and then $99 for six months so it's a pretty awesome deal what is it I think it's like less than $20 a month for coaching if you sign up for multiple months um and yeah you're gonna get a lot out of it um you're going to be getting tools to help you unlock some stuff that you might be dealing with and you're also gonna get a shit ton of nourishing food recipes stuff like that so um without further ado I'll introduce you to Libby she's amazing she's a coach she's so inspiring beautiful inside and out so upbeat um she has been designing her website um for the past i believe month or maybe a couple months and she used to work so if you've seen her around she used to work a lot with women and food and body image and stuff like that so she's already super tuned into everything this podcast has talked about in the past and we discuss being an entrepreneur and how she helps entrepreneurs and just some advice is it's definitely like a conversation between two friends um which i love i love that vibe it was so nice to be able to do that with her and without further ado i will let you dive into that episode This episode is brought to you by the Wilder Wellness Group, a membership-based group coaching program in which you will learn how to nourish yourself inside and out. I help you tap into these things that are already there for you. You just might need a little bit of guidance, and with like-minded women, you're really going to get it. For more information, visit wildernessa.com, W-L-D-R-N-E-S-S-A.com. So I'm Libby Crow, and I hail from Santa Monica, California right now, <laughs> and I'm so excited to jam out with you today, my love, and a little bit about me. So professionally, when I wear my I'm a business owner hat, um, I've, I've transitioned and changed a lot in the last four years of business. I actually, before I was even an entrepreneur and knew what that word even meant, I was an elementary teacher. And so I was, I'm really grateful that I had that experience because as a curriculum developer and a mama bear of like 60 kids a day, <laughs> um, I learned a lot, as you can imagine, um, in the field of leadership. <laughs> so my, my first business was fitness and nutrition coaching, and then that transitioned into more like eating psychology, self-love coaching, which transitioned into like life coaching. And all the while, I had been helping people with their businesses. So it would be really ironic. Um, I would be launching something and I'd get all these emails in from other entrepreneurs being like, hey, can you teach me about how you're launching or your branding? And I was like, this is funny. Like I'm getting more emails, you know, about my business than maybe like the actual thing I was marketing or something. <laughs> and, and so I would... I would. I, I mean, I'd been helping entre other entrepreneurs since day one, really, helping them with business and inspiring them to do what I was doing. So all the while, all these other things that I, I was passionate about and and creating and launching and, and helping people with, I was always business mentoring and coaching in the background. And it wasn't until like a year ago that I realized, like, this is exhausting. Like, some people get really high energy and nourished by 
coaching and, and therapy type work. And for me, it felt actually really draining, like to go into the depths of someone's darknesses and shadows. I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, of course, I'd be happy when the transformation happened. But I realized like, whoa, just because I'm good at this and I can do it and people are having amazing results, it doesn't mean I have to do it if it's not my highest vibe, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So what I did is I was like, ooh, this is a tough call. Like I I have a successful business. I've been doing this for years um, and I'm going to shut it down. So I shut it down. (laughs) And and then I was kind of in this weird in-between place where I was like, I want to start this business helping other entrepreneurs because that's what I love most, like this possibility-centric, really exciting, innovative, strategic work. Like this is like where my mind starts to combust in sparkles. And so I was just, I was feeling some resistance to starting it. And so I went traveling for a few months to Indonesia and India to kind of have a, a separation, you know, like almost like a physical, mm-hmm. spiritual, emotional separation from like what I was doing, what I want to be doing. And when I came back, I started creating the programs and products and working with a ton more clients since that was more my focus, helping them primarily with everything online from mostly people with personal brands, um, from branding to social media to creating their online courses and launching those and making funnel making fun instead of like awful, like how to make a funnel, like making that a good time and kind of bringing the joy back to the business side of entrepreneurship. So that's, that's a little bit about my professional hat and why I'm here today and where I'm where I came from. Wow, that's so amazing. It's so inspiring. I bet it's so helpful for other women out there. Maybe even fellow coaches that feel exactly the same way that maybe they got into this field and they were thinking that this was gonna fill them up. This is exactly what they needed. And so they you know, they were giving it out into the universe, but maybe just like taking on so much of other people's, you know, backgrounds and what their their experiences I can imagine that is so it's so hard to separate I mean um do you think that has something is that like I guess what somebody would be considered when you consider them an empath or like a highly sensitive person whenever yeah, I think we're all sensitive but I think honestly the more I've been learning about hippie stuff here on the west side <laughs> the more I've found that like the more refined and tuned into your body and the like the cleaner and clearer your body is, the more I feel like sensitive you get. And I've I mean, I eat like organic, high quality, high vibe foods. Like mm-hmm. I'm like drink water from these like mountain people that collect it in these like glass jugs, you know, like I'm pretty like clean and clear. And I think because of that and like just intention of what I take in, I have. I've gotten like super sensitive and um I think though, even those that are sensitive, they can deal, they can, they have tools. But for me, it was like, what is my highest excitement versus like the fact that it was like draining, um, more so that like my highest excitement. Okay. That makes sense. Oh my goodness. So right now you're in the, are you in the middle of the transition to what you're doing now? So your website is still under construction, correct? Yeah. So I bet other people, if they are entrepreneurs or creatives, when they hear this, they can re- resonate. You know how you're working on something and you're just really all about that excellence and it's like, yes, just right. Absolutely. <laughs> That's just been me for the last two months on my website. So yeah, it's, it's nearing the end though, which is really exciting. I probably have a week or two left, um, hopefully like 10 days before it launches, but oh my God, it's stunning. My web designer is doing a fabulous job. Um, so yeah, I, I'm working one-on-one with 
with clients now, but I haven't launched my actual programs and courses yet. So that's that's already a, like happened. It just needs to go into the interweb. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like launching it live. Um, yeah. well, I'm so excited to see what you have. So see what you have to. I'm sorry, I got a little tongue tied. See what you have to offer everyone. Um, so there are gonna are, are there several different types of courses, or do you have like one main course that you're main course? Wow, you're gonna be serving up this main course. <laughs> it sounds like a feast. Ooh. <laughs> appetizers going in uh yeah so it's kind of meta sounding but it's like my background in curriculum has given me these fabulous tools to be able to teach other people how to create their online courses okay so yes. a lot of the work I've been doing like for the last four months with other entrepreneurs is helping them develop the content and structure of their own courses and programs that they launch online and so that's that's the first one that's coming out and my whole thing is making things fun and simple. So there's a lot of that happening in it. So it's, you know how some people are like, things are digestible and step by step, and then they're really not. And they're yeah. like, actually overwhelming. You're like, I don't know. This feels like more like not a step, but a leap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so it really is. It's like, we're so just doing many things in life every single day. And so when you sit down and you're working on something, it's so important for it to actually be digestible and simple and, and kind of fun. So that's my whole angle. So if you could just address someone who is, you know, maybe at the cusp of launching something or diving into their calling or, you know, just kind of, and I posted about this today, just kind of sitting on the edge thinking that they're, they're holding themselves back by thinking, you know, that they are not experienced enough or they don't know enough, but they have this burning purpose and they have this desire to move forward with something that they're passionate about. Do you have any words of wisdom that kind of can help give them that extra push or maybe just a couple tips for them to kind of consider when they're kind of in this transition? Yeah, I love that question. And you know what, Carson, it's not even for people who that are beginning, mm -hmm. but a lot of my clients who have had businesses for five, six years experience the same immobilization. Mm -hmm. um, so so if you're just starting, don't worry, it still sticks. <laughs> it still happens. Um, but basically, I think the mindset is, especially for high performers and, and leaders, that I have to be 500 steps ahead of everyone to be able to teach something. And the truth is, you just have to be one step ahead of them to teach them something. And so this mindset of like having to know how to do it all perfectly before you do anything or, or learn it all before you do anything can be super restrictive. And so I guess the, the word of advice would be like, yo, if you can teach something to someone, you can you can teach something to lots of people and it, and just because it's online or that makes it seem bigger like don't you're fine you got this like it happens even when people are creating any kind of new product in their business and they have this huge Instagram account or something you would never imagine that they're they're afraid of the same exact thing you just mentioned mm -hmm. and so it's a normal feeling and you got this if you're one step ahead you got this that's so amazing. And just for a, on a personal note for everybody that's listening, I mean, you may have seen me go through different transitions, kind of like playing with different things and even maybe having, you know, thousands of followers or whatever, however you perceive my um, success. I, I'm not sure. Um, but I still have my I haven't like fully launched 
my dream. Does that make sense? So like I've toggled and played with different types of things we could do, but I'm really now just sinking into being able to offer women everything I want to offer them. Does that make sense? I've been always been holding myself back with like, um, I do music too. And I also, you know, I like to cook and I also like body image, but I like healthful foods and I, and I like doing things out of intuition. I like to move my body, you know, I have all these things, but then I'm like, but I'm also a wife and I'm also, you know, a musician and they can't all go together. I can't, you know, do everything I want to do, but I feel like I'm really resonating with what it is I really want to do right now. And I mean, if I can make this change, you guys can make this shift as well. It really doesn't, like she said, it doesn't really matter where you are. Even people that have been doing this for a while still struggle with the, I suppose it's like a not enoughness, not ready enoughness, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, you kind of touched on being multi-passionate, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who's creative and that's not multi-passionate? <laughs> so, so I feel real. like that's another one too where it's like I was actually just working with a client this week on she's creating a guide on what to do if you're multi-passionate. Like what's your next step? And we were just jamming out on it and it's so true. Like when you're like, I could do this, I like this, but I like this and like which one should I choose? The answer is choose one <laughs> and go with it. And like you'll find out if it's the thing that you want to continue to do. And if it's not, then it's the perfect stepping stone to what you're doing next. That's so exactly what I'm sure many people need to hear right now. Yeah, Um, but it's scary. You know, you're like, well, all three of them sound like the right one. But it's like, just pick one because you'll never know unless you know. (laughs) Yes, yes. So, okay. So you're working with women moving forward in their businesses. I guess, do you work with men as well or does it matter? I do. Oh, actually, a lot of my friends who are entrepreneurs, I work with their husbands, so oh. I got man game strong too. It's that- a lot of my branding is like pretty feminine and you know sophisticated bohemian chic. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> so I tend to be a magnet to women, but yeah, I, I work with guys too. That's really awesome. I don't know if there's any men that listen to my podcast, but there may be. Um, Hey, and, hey guys if you're listening hello oh, my brother actually recently texted me and was like can I listen to your podcast and, oh, I, hi, and, I, and, I, know, and I said of course you can listen to my podcast um maybe just skip the first episode because as an introduction because you already know me but he listened to the first episode and he was like so brokenhearted he was like I didn't know you went through all of that I was just so oh. moved I was like oh yeah I did but I mean you couldn't have done anything. <laughs> it's not your fault. Um, Sir, isn't that so uh, sweet? So sweet, brother. I know. <laughs> We're so close. So he's just probably feeling like very twin vibes with me. Like, oh, I felt that. One person gets cut, I feel it. Um, but it's kind of a little off topic. But not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. We're all intuitive beings here. Um, so being an entrepreneur, did you say for four years now? Yeah. For four I started years when I was still teaching, actually. That's that's inspiring. How did that go? Like how was what was that process like? Were you just doing your thing at the school by day and then by night just like going at it online or Yeah, it's actually I was thinking about it. I was writing some web copy the other week and I was laughing cuz I wrote out this thing like what would any sane person with no time do? Start a business. Right? <laughs> um so but the the truth is is it's a reality for a lot of people like you have to build slowly up to this thing. It's not just like, not everyone, I don't know, maybe there are people who are like, won the lottery and they don't have to like make this transition, but it does. For me, I had to work hard over time for to be able to do it. And um, 
to be your own boss. It's like a big deal. People sometimes make it look like nonchalant. Um, it's hard. <laughs> so uh, you have to work hard. I'm a big fan of like cutting through the shit. It's hard. Um, so well, this is what happened. My dad had actually just died and I was like super depressed. Like I was, in my opinion, overweight for what felt good for my body. Mm -hmm. And I was just like kind of just, I was having, having a year. And a friend of mine talked to me about this fitness and nutrition challenge. And I started doing it and I became obsessed with like how good I was feeling when I was really loving on my body through, through movement and through quality foods. And so I decided I was going to create a business around that too. And I was working only like 10 hours a week on my business, which I would do during lunch breaks when the kids are outside or at nighttime mm -hmm. um, after I would come home from school and, and do grading and all that. And then on the weekend. So I became kind of a fanatic about my business. At the same time, I became a fanatic about food and nutrition. And and so, yeah, I just like dominated it. And then after about five, six months, I actually was like making the same amount in my business as I was teaching. And so I was like, well, this is weird. <laughs> you know, like, I was working like 60 hours a week as a teacher and not being able to buy groceries. And now I'm making like double income and only working like however many hours a month you know, on my business and having more fun, um, because it was like less stressful. Like I love the kids. Don't get me wrong. But it was just less, it was like a different kind of fun, you know, like more exactly. creative, free fun. And so then that's when, like after six months I, I transitioned and, and then of course, like you go into a little bit of freak out mode. I did anyway. I was like, Oh no, it's all on me. You know? Um, so it was, it was, it's, it's not the easiest thing in the world. I'll just tell you that much. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine making that leap from like having two jobs and and then like just relying on yourself. So if you could just like, I guess I get this question a lot and I try to answer it to the best of my ability, but I still tend to get it a lot. So as your own boss, mm -hmm. um, I would love for you to walk us through just like a day in the life, like an average day in the life. It doesn't have to be today, but just like kind of what your routine looks like for you. Maybe like if you have any like morning routine rituals or evening rituals and just maybe what kind of keeps you on that path of getting things done, whether it be like list making or like being able to also prioritize your social life, because I know that you are really passionate about that as well. I would love to hear more about like kind of staying in balance when it comes to those two things. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I know it's one thing I'll say too, before I even like jam is that the way I'm doing it probably will not look anything like the way you do it. If you're an mm -hmm. entrepreneur and a creative, because sometimes I think we can hear like, oh, they're doing this with their block time or their morning routine is this and it's working for them. Well, I have to do it too. <laughs> like newsflash, you're not them, you know? <laughs> so I just want to preface by saying that, like just because like I use this kind of toothpaste doesn't mean it's best for anyone else, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, so with that, uh, basically I wake up usually just around like 7.30 or 8 because it's just when my body wakes up. Like a big thing for me is not waking up with an alarm because I did for so many years. Um, so I'm just over it. And, and then usually my dog Coop and I go on a walk. <laughs> cutest <laughs> we, dog ever guys. <laughs> doggy dog. C double O P D O double G. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we go usually do a beach walk or something around, around the hood. And then I come back and I make a tonic that, um, the Mar the marvelous Carly Morgan gross inspired me to do. Mm. And then I generally will take a look ski at my to-do list. And one thing that I actually think would benefit everyone to do is to 
create their to-do list in an honoring way. So I, I'm huge on like high performance and achievement. It's just kind of how I'm wired. And what I tend to do is like over plan and over pack my to-do list, you know, because I'm like, okay, like I can do all these things, but it's at the same time, it's like, is this the most honoring way to spend my day? So I've been working with a coach who's, who's taught me to create an honoring to-do list. So I'll look at that. And what that means is just basically like, I'm only putting the things on this that, that I know I will be, I will complete. And in a way that feels like fluid and flow and like yummy to me. So I'll look at that. And then usually the first thing I do is I go through my emails and answer client emails. And if I have to create exercises or documents for them, I'll do that for like an hour or two. And then I'm usually working on some kind of creative, creative thing. So like creating a blog or creating a post or creating an email to go out or creating part of a program or doing some planning on a retreat or a workshop or some kind of creative work. And then generally I will work out and or do yoga and then I will usually meet up with a girlfriend because yeah, like I'm super extroverted and to me, like if I don't see humans in a day, I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I when I first started my business though, I will tell you I was like that. I was like, I don't have any time to hang out with people, like I have to be crazy robot to be successful. Rah! And it did serve me because I was I made it work, right? Mm -hmm. I, I was like, I can be an entrepreneur because I'm making money. But now it's a lot more like, it's a lot more, I don't even like the word balanced, but I'm a lot more me now than I was when I first started entrepreneuring my life. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. So it's probably only like four focused hours of good stuff. Yeah, I oh. actually, when you said that about balance, I just light bulb this post that you just did whenever, um, just a couple of days ago, where you said, and I totally agree, I, I wasn't even really thinking about the word, but yeah, how you were saying like balance is basically an illusion whenever you are kind of like developing and thriving and flowing in something that you're super passionate about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like what Gary Vaynerchuk says about it. He always says like F balance, you know, and I'm like, yeah, Gary, because he like pumps me up because he's doing stuff like he makes so much he takes action every day and to me and like if you have a big dream and you are doing something that 98% of people won't do you have to sacrifice things and it doesn't always look peachy you know and and that's okay because we we're gonna have seasons in life whether you're an entrepreneur or not that are like trickier than other seasons and this welcome to life you know Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to life, guys. Okay. So <laughs> I'm just like thinking of all of the questions that I've been getting regarding, you know, being an entrepreneur and money. And um, I guess I hope you don't mind if I go here. And I mean, I, we don't have to talk about actual like figures or anything, but I know that that's like the main concern for most people is being an entrepreneur. And when is it appropriate to, you know, move forward with just working on your own and being your own financial standpoint if you will you know just kind of working on your own time making your own money um without having someone else as your boss and um do you have any tips or like little nuggets of advice that you can give when it comes to like recognizing maybe if you know I guess if your day job is taking away from the amount of money you could be making doing what you love or maybe even touching on um 
the energy you're putting behind something if you're only doing it for money versus doing it because it's your calling and you really believe in it. Mm. Yeah, I think I think I'll talk to like the first thing you mentioned, which is like, how do you even know like when it's appropriate? Yeah. Um, because I tend to only hang out with people who like they do it because they want to do it, not for the money. Yeah. Um, but for me, I'm like, Meh. but yeah. So like for the first one, um, here's the thing: like I don't have a family. I rent. Like, you know, I I don't have a kid. Like, I don't have hobbies where I buy like a thousand dollar jeans. Like, it's so subjective, right? So I think it's really responsible for you to like take tabs on your input and output of money. So like you probably didn't know this, but at one point one of my businesses was like a debt and savings program that I launched for people because oh, wow. I'm a freak and I've done so many different things. <laughs> and and so I got really into like tracking the pennies and being like, oh, okay, like this is my budget. This is how much money I'm spending. This is how much money I'm saving. This is how much money I'm investing. And just like kind of went crazy like accountant lady on myself and developed a program for it. And what I think though, like I'm not saying you have to do that, but what I think is responsible no matter what your life situation is for you to be super aware of how much it's going to cost for you to live and then how much you need to be making. So like, here's an example. I was working with a client a few years ago and she was an elementary teacher. She taught art and we had this conversation about what she really wants to do. What's her dream. And she told me, I want to open an art studio. I want to run my coaching business and I want to write a book. And I was like, okay, cool. So how much money do you need to make a month to live? She was like, well, I don't know. I was like, Okay, so how much money are you making now? She's like, well, I think I'm making this. I'm like, well, we can't even have the conversation about like that money is the issue if you don't know exactly how much you need to be making. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Exactly. And so it's it's really like when she figured it out, she was like, oh my gosh. So I figured it out and I only need to be making this much money and I can do it if I do this, this and that. And so it's kind of like when we when we do the thing that isn't the fun thing sometimes with the money and we go in there and we dig into our online banking accounts and we, and we see the truth, it creates clarity. And I mean like three or four months later, she had opened an art studio and quit her job. And it's like, because she got really clear that it's possible. So I think sometimes it's really this belief of like, it's not possible because of the money. And really, are you sure about that? Like give me your numbers and then let's talk. So that's my little, I guess, tipski. Ooh, I really liked that. I think, I mean, that's an, a kind of, I mean, and kind of an intuitive answer, you know, like actually just look at your figures, guys. <laughs> like, could you pull yeah. it off or not? Um, we can so much, so many stories around that we won't have enough or it's going to be too hard. And I think like additionally, besides the fact that like, say you do know your numbers and you're like, okay, I know my numbers. Then it's like, well, well, here's the thing. Like, I believe in taking risk and following your dreams. And if something's holding you back from that, I bet you're going to find a way to make it work. Like we're so resourceful as humans. And I think to, to have the consideration that you wouldn't be able to make it work is not cool. Like you, you can make it work. I promise. And what's the worst thing that's going to happen is you're like homeless and you die. That's probably not going to happen. If you have like a group of friends, you know what I mean? Or a family, like most people have family and friends that will help them. And I think that's the fear. It's like, well, I won't have any money and I'll die and be homeless. It's like, I don't, I don't really feel like it's going to happen. So extreme. Yeah. That's, that's my kind of more like gangster response to that. 
I I really I really resonate with that too and I feel like that's I mean it's not even tough love it's just like obvious it's like guys why is it so scary and I think that it is really easy to get wrapped up in the the game of money and the game of you know kind of like feeling trapped and things but I mean you create your own you create your own life guys so if you're passionate about something, I mean, why not give it a try? I mean, it doesn't even have to be permanent if it doesn't work out. Quote, like, I don't know if you are homeless or whatever. Um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I heard somebody say some statistic where it's like the generations before us had like one to three careers. And now it's like people are having 30. <laughs> so it's not the end of the world if you try something and it doesn't work. I, some, I think sometimes like the thing that actually gets damaged is our ego, not our actual like reality of life. You know what I mean? That is so beautiful. Oh my gosh. I love that. And that's so funny what you said about 30 careers because word over here. It's, <laughs> it's like true. everybody I know too. I mean, everybody I know does like eight things. Every single person. Yeah. yeah it's, everything's changing and we're, we're more passion driven now and we're more like what's our highest excitement versus what do I have to do? You know? I mean, I find it, re- yeah, I find it really fun and I find it really empowering to be able to have so many different, you know, interests and revenue streams and everything. I mean, I I don't know. I, I it doesn't ever really scare me that much, you know, um, but what I was just kind of like my brain was also going to something else. But I just remembered something that I saw that you posted on Facebook and I really, really wanted to talk about it because I have been watching Shameless since I was about 18. So since the first season came out, I've been watching it. Oh, I just found it. Really? No, I mean, I've watched it in succession as it's come out. And me and Colin started watching that. We're caught up. We're fully caught up. So um, if you guys don't aren't friends with Libby on Facebook, which I'm sure most of you are not. um, But she mentioned um, (laughs) watching the show called Shameless and really resonating with the main character. Fiona, who, you know, just kind of like wears the world on her back and takes care of everybody first before she takes care of herself and how you really felt like you connected with that. And I would love for you to talk about that and about just how you've taken on in the past, like how you've taken other people's, you know, um, priorities or lives or well-being on as your own before your own. Hmm. Yeah, super, super poignant question, super present question for me. I, you know, I grew up as an only child, which I've just learned recently can be called the power child. I like that. Do you like that? I love that. Someone said that to me. I was like, oh, do you mean the power child? I was like, yes, that's what I mean. Um, And, but with that, as Fiona, I even forgot her name, but thanks for me. Fiona experiences, like I, I grew up with an alcoholic father, and so if anyone has experience with a family member, specifically a parent with abuse of abuse issues, you know, it's like, it's intense. Like a lot of the times you're just, you have to be the one that has it all together. You have to be the rock. You have to be the tough one, the clever one, the funny, you have to kind of be it all because someone has to be it all because, or else everything's going to fall apart. Mm -hmm. And I think growing up that way and then that turning into like my own pressure I put on myself not just the the family pressure like when my parents got divorced when I was 18 it was like okay well now that pressure is just like intrinsic in me you know not that that I even have to hold it all together anymore even though I still did it was like now I just add all this other added pressure that it was just the way of life right and so yeah that transitioned into most things like specifically and like 
largely my romantic relationships where I would just be like, okay, like I'm going to do it all. I got it all together. Like, you know, like this, I'm just heroing everyone and it's exhausting and no wonder I sleep nine hours a night, you know? (laughs) And, And so, yeah, from that, I've really realized I've done so much personal development in the last, last five years since my dad passed, but I've really realized that like it is not my job to do all of these things and um, it's actually not honoring to other people if I do because then it's like dishonoring to them learning the lessons that they came here to earth to learn, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a it's been a go, like going from have it all together, take care of everyone all the time to like just allowing things to kind of be. Mm, I really, really love that. I just want everybody to just think about that for a second. Um, wow, it's so perfect. Um, yeah, I just posted today about like giving your power away in relationships and, you know, even just like whether it be to diets, to relationships, to whatever. And I'm not saying that this has anything to do with diets, but yeah, what you were just saying about, you know, kind of being able to be the caretaker. And I suppose I'm weird I am a lot like that just in my life um but mine is I suppose mine is kind of more like perfectionism driven at its root at its core it's not as much like (laughs) I'm the caretaker I love everyone it's like (laughs) it's like I need this to be this way and so I'm going to do it for you (laughs) like it's a little (laughs) bit different But no, mine was laced to some of that too. I get you. (laughs) It's like uh no you're not doing it right so we're gonna all do I'm gonna do this for you I got it I can do it I got it Um, but yeah, I am very much like, um, and that has bled into like, I suppose my like vulnerability and my sensual side and things like that, where I just like, I'm not used to being the center of attention with things like that, you know? So for me to just be there and exist and allow myself to have that type of, um, I guess it is attention or, yeah, I mean, just with things like that, giving myself, and I suppose it kind of goes into business too. It's like, do I just like, is this on me? Like, this is my show? What? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think it's like this internal pressure gauge kind of. And, and yeah, it's, it can be a lot. I think part of it is like women are just nurturing, you know? Like, even if you're not a mom, you, you nurture people, you nurture things, you nurture your business. And, a part of it's that, and then the other part of it is like this tense, high performance, like perfectionist thing that you're talking about. Oops. <laughs> and then when we have both, we're just like, ah! it's so real. It's so funny. <laughs> we're both laughing about it, but it can be a struggle sometimes, guys. Yeah, we're like, ha ha ha, that's his life. This is crazy. <laughs> oh, on a side note, I'm so intrigued that you don't use an alarm. Like, what? I would love to do that. I think that I could do that. I've done it on the weekends, and I usually just wake up at 7 anyway. But, um, Yeah, I've had, like, jobs since I was 14, 15 years old, sometimes two and three at a time. And I, I've always had to wake up for something. And it's been a dream of mine since I became an entrepreneur to just wake up naturally. Sleep is, like, my thing. I'm really good at sleeping. I'm really good at sleeping for, like, 9, 10 hours a night. Like, I'm just super into snuggle bug life. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things. We all have our thing, right, that we – it's, like, part yeah. of the dream. So that's my my one What's thing. it called? The It's H-Y-G-G-E. It's, like, the Higa. It's, like, a – It's it basically means, like – do you know what I'm talking about? No. You haven't seen this? It basically means like girls night in. Girls night in all the time. It's like it's called it's like self care or being cozy. 
it's spelled h-y-g-g-e and i think I it's that. pronounced that's higa me. that's actually I'm you i'm about to send you something i want to send you something right after this um but <laughs> okay so i feel like we've touched on so many amazing like personal things and also career driven things and i'm kind of just like sitting here and i would love for you because i feel like some people may not understand what the significance of having someone help you with your brand can be so i would love for you to go into you know why it is somebody may need someone like you or need a program like yours um and how it can benefit them and why they don't have to do it all themselves you know yeah super good question i think like anyone who wants to be in a leadership position is kind of it's inside of them that they think they should be able to do it all on their own, right? Because yes. that's how I, I felt a lot of the times too. Like even when I'm working with a coach, which I'm always working with a coach, it's like I should be able to just do this, you know? Or like I've had this idea for so long, why have I not launched it? Or I just hear this all the time with clients and friends. And the deal is, is it's it's not. It doesn't mean you're weak when you have to get external support, you know? And I think Mm -hmm. that's just one thing that I've heard, but I didn't really believe until recently. Because it's like, you kind of have to just be like, all right, like I give in, I can't do it all on my own. And it doesn't mean that like I suck or I'm not capable. It's simply like, if I really want to get this out into the world and serve people, I'm going to have someone hold my hand and it's going to be a lot more fun that way and like a lot more smooth. So yeah, I, that's kind of it is it's like everyone that I work with, they're smart. They get it. Like they're aces at their topic. It's just like making, having some, bringing someone in from the outside that can kind of have like an eagle eye view or a crow's eye view since that's my last name on the whole thing is it's like a lifesaver. It's like, Oh, I didn't think about that. Or, Oh, I, didn't even notice there was a gap in that thing or like an idea or something. And so it's almost like I'm trying to think of a way to, to describe exactly how important it is, but it's to me, it's a no brainer. Like I don't know anyone who's wildly successful who hasn't had a ton of people helping them make their dream come true. So yeah, it's, it's almost like part of the path. It's like just as important as, I don't know, brushing your teeth like you just got to do it you have to hire someone to help you and specifically with like what I do um with curriculum development and idea creation and branding and finding your ideal client and messaging and copy and positioning and all of these like internet marketing things that can seem overwhelming is it's like you really just it's benefit it benefits you to slow down and to like reevaluate everything and kind of like regroup it's almost like a like a reset button at first and then you go fast because you took that time to really like nail down what's going on because I think with a lot of people we're just like going 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 the next thing oh I've changed I'm gonna launch this thing and we sometimes forget to slow down and be like what is it actually that I'm really, really doing? And who is it actually that I'm really, really serving? And what does this person actually really, really need? Mm-hmm. And it can be like so much simpler than we make it with all these moving pieces and having someone help you is like key. Ooh, yes, yes. It's so incredible. And yeah, you don't have to do everything by yourself. And I know, like you said, these are the type of people that want to and they're already yep. self-starters. <laughs> I'm one of you. I, I totally. It's like it's heartbreaking sometimes, right? When you're like, 
and I can't do this on my own. Okay, I have to rely on someone else. Oh God, you know what? That goes back to that vulnerability. Like, what do I have to put myself out there for someone? I, I need help. What? Trust someone else, and like when you're always the one that's like we talked about the su- the support for people to receive support can feel like a little sketchy. Yeah, you're like, um, what? And so yeah, I yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, before we like head towards the quick fire round, because we are kind of like. Yeah edging towards the end um I would love to for you to tell any everybody like where they can find you and how they can work with you or when they can work with you because I know we are in a transition you said 10 days ish so this should be coming out next week so probably around Feb 3rd or something second maybe yeah I mean so primarily what will what will happen is you'll get access to my online courses and programs through my website, LibbyKrill.com. But here's the thing with mine. I, I really make sure there's a high touch because I've taken so many courses and I made a post on Instagram about this. I've seen so many courses and been in so many courses where I just feel like the teacher doesn't even know I'm there or care about me. And so there's always opportunity to work with me one-on-one throughout the thing that you're creating or whatever challenge you come up against in business. So that's always a possibility. Like usually my one-on-one sessions with people are like six, six sessions, but it's really like I'm so available to help people in a way that, that serves them. And so, yeah, it's, you'll see on the website, all the different offerings and it's real easy to find me online. Cause I think only one other chick in the world has my name. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So Where yeah, let me grow all the way. That's easy enough. And everything will be in the show notes, everyone. So you won't have to be like searching the web for her. Um, Well, I guess it's time. Is there anything else that you want to tell anyone? I just want to thank you real briefly for your realness. Like one thing that's really important to me is for people to be like themselves 100%. And I know that even though like we're doing something publicly and you probably aren't going to be maybe as like weird or silly as you would behind closed doors, but I really resonate with the realness of who you are and the way that you share. And um, I just want to acknowledge you for, for that. Thank you so much. That means so much. I, I I am so interested and invested in what you're doing anyway. And I feel like I could even like grow and learn so much from you, obviously. So I'm so <laughs> grateful to have you on this podcast. What you have to offer is so unique. And I feel like it is kind of like a missing link in the world of I mean, I guess you've already covered all the bases when it comes to your career. You've kind of been everywhere, you know, so it's really amazing for you to land in the niche that like everybody kind of needs whenever they are in those spaces, you know. So thank yeah, you. And th- that marketing nerd up in here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's amazing. And um, yeah, I just I do try to share my story as I go and my journey in entrepreneurship. So entrepreneurship? That sounded kind of like oh, word vomit. You're doing uh, entrepreneurial stuff. Entrepreneurial. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I hope you guys listening are like, oh, Carson's not perfect either. So she's learning too. So I can learn too. Yeah, guys. Come on. Come on. Okay. So let's go to the quick fire. And these are kind of mixed up because I'm trying to come up with new ones and I'm still in the process. So some of these are deep and some of them are silly. So we'll just start with what is your spirit animal and what is your spirit food? Ooh, my spirit animal and my spirit food? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. I So I actually had this interesting spirit animal card reading once. Ooh, and 
I could have like two of the ones that I remember are butterflies to my left and hummingbirds to my right. And they happen all the time. And it's so crazy, the omens that happen around that. So I feel like I feel like butterflies and hummingbirds are like my spirit animals, not just because that card reading, but just because I see them all the time in my neighborhood. They, they're just a reminder that you're in the right place, you know? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my spirit food is probably <laughs> – okay, there is this – okay, I don't know if everyone knows what Air One is. Probably not, but it's this local organic grocery store in Venice that I frequent – and there is an item there called Beauty Bark. And it's mm. made out of like, I don't know, like eight magical things. And it's like, it kind of tastes like cookie dough with goji berries on top and Ooh. like chocolate. But it's all raw and amazing and delicious and divine. And so I feel like that's my spirit food because it's like, you just want to savor it. And it's like special. And you just like, it's a gift. Like, it's like, for me, it feels like the most divine thing and I don't know if I could be a food I'd be that food <laughs> that's amazing oh my gosh yeah mine is definitely a tie between a sweet potato and coconut butter but those are <laughs> those are the two things where I'm like I feel such simple so like rich and majestic eating them I'm like oh my god I am like Ugh. every time I'm like oh my god it's so bad <laughs> I'm all about that sweet potato life. So right? Am I not a sweet potato? I just think to myself, like, I am actually a sweet potato. I love sweet <laughs> potatoes that much. <laughs> okay. Um, like grounded, but also like sweet yeah. and very kind of multifaceted. Um, we can okay. put you in anything, like yes. any kind of meals. Yeah. Blend me up. Um, okay. So <laughs> what do you want to see more of in 20? 20- 17. Mm. I'd like to see more realness, like online specifically. Like I, I just want to see more like gritty realness, like in life. Actually, I'm, I'm starting a podcast, so um, this is exciting. And I've been wanting to for years. I think it's one of those things where you just like (laughs) perfectionist about it. And one of the the main concepts is going to be like deep diving into the realness of, of entrepreneurs lives. And so that's, my thing is like, I like to keep it real. I like to keep it gritty. Wow. Yeah. I'm really obsessed with that concept. I mean, I feel like I, I feel like I try to go there with people anyway, but I've never even put it out in those terms of like, what are you actually doing entrepreneurs? And like, how does everybody relate to you? <laughs> Cause I'm yeah, like, like, what's something really transparency? Bad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I just want to get real. Like what's something really bad that happened this week? Or like, what panic have you had recently? Like, I just want to kind of get into the realness of it. Not that it always has to be bad, <laughs> but like, it, sometimes everything's wrapped in a shiny bow and I just rather not, even though I'm into shiny bows, you know? Yeah. But I mean, like you can't have shiny bows without having like stepping in dog shit. I mean, you can't really like have it all, right? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> really... We can wrap shit in a pretty bow. I'll do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So what, what is your favorite thing to do in the morning and what is your favorite thing to do at night? And I already know it's cuddles because cuddles. Uh, <laughs> I, I already know. Um, I really, let's see, in the morning, like right away? Um, I guess just like within your before lunch life, I suppose. Mm. I think, okay, actually the, my favorite thing is right when I wake up, Cooper, my dog, he'll do this really cute thing. He jumps, if he's not in my bed, he'll jump into my bed and he does this thing where he puts his nose like on my face and then he flops his entire body towards me, like on my chest. (laughs) 
And he just does this for like 30 seconds straight while like giving me kisses. And it's like the best way to wake up ever. Oh my god. So gosh. that's my favorite thing in the morning. It's darling. And at night, let's see. I really like sunset. It's my thing. I, I try to go to the beach to watch sunset every night. If, I've been missing it lately because it's chilly, but it's my thing. Like sunset nourishes me. Like I'm so grateful for the sun and everything it provides us. I'm, I'm kind of like an astronaut in my part time. Like I'm like really into space and like cosmic galactic things. Ooh. And so like time with my, my sun like I, and my star, I just feel super centered and yummy. So that's one thing at night that I love. I love that. I totally agree. I wanted to be an astronaut when I grew up forever when I was younger. And I used to go to planetariums all the time. Uh, I actually, when I was a teacher, I taught astronomy summer school. I was so into it. What? Wow. That's like a different level. Oh, my gosh. Let's Um, go to space. Yeah, let's just go to space. I already like, I mean, you know, like cremation and you can be drifted out into space. That's like my dream. Like, I mean, not really my dream, but like maybe my death dream. I don't know. Um, Okay, so... What's the last book you read? Do you read books? <laughs> Do you? Yes. I, <laughs> I don't read really read books. books. Like, I'm trying. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, it's okay. I, I either get really into books or not into books. Um, when I was traveling a couple months ago, did my solo abroad trip, I read The Alchemist for the first time. Ooh. Have you read it? No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So my mentor was like, you need to stop reading nonfiction personal development books and read a regular fiction book. I was like, okay, I'll be a real human. And um, I read it and I'm, I've been obsessed with it ever since. So the alchemist, Paulo Coelho is amazing. Okay. Okay. I love it. I'm going to, I'll write that down. I'm like, the only reason I have this question in here is because I need books. I want to read books. I want to put the phone away and I want to read books. Okay. I like TV. I like TV too, guys. Um, anyway, Okay, so my last question is, if you could hug anyone in the world right now, who would it be? My dad, 100%. Oh, that's so amazing. Wow. Yeah, that would be pretty darn cool. That's so sweet. That's such an amazing note to end this podcast on. Um, Lots of love. Well, I'm going to turn my video back on so I can say adieu to my love. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hi. Um... Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. You rock. That was so great. Okay.